I think it's ridiculous for people to think that this is like all a cover-up for the Ravens to try to pass the keys to Lamar. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. And let me just say this. The Ravens should win this game. They should win this game. They need to win this game. They obviously need to. I think they should. My job is to bring the personality, to bring the fun. So when, okay. are, you and, doing, and, when are you gonna start doing and that? Dro and drop the knowledge, okay? <laughs>
So they knew early last week that this was something that was Joe was dealing with. Mm -hmm. So at that point, they can basically start the process during the bye week of saying, if Joe can't go, we can pass the the we can get Lamar ready to play. Mm -hmm. And I I would guess it's going to be Lamar, not RG three, right? It's, it's, you know, like that would be you could be either of them. And I know the there's an argument to say, well, RG three is on this team in the instance of this happening. I do think that it being later in the season, week 11, versus like something happening in week three or four, there's a big difference. And I think yeah. that Lamar Lamar's is more showed, ready. Lamar's more ready. It's, it's late in the season now as opposed to early in the season. And I think that I've seen enough from Lamar to think that if you're in this situation, you go to him versus RG3, and then RG3 would be the backup. So I think the timing of it could be beneficial to the Ravens because they've had time to know whether Joe's going to have a good chance to play. And if he's not, they have a chance to prepare Lamar for this. So, but I'm not sure that they even know yet whether he's going to be ready. So, so, you know, luckily they put in a lot of things in this offense for Lamar anyway. You know, it's it's become a little bit more of an RPO kind of offense. Yeah. Not a lot of that, but you know, they from the get go started to build this offense in a different way, where it wasn't just your traditional drop back kind of th passing game with Joe. So it's not like I think over the bye they had to, to tweak everything, you know, to, to change the offense completely thinking that, well, we have to get ready in case Joe isn't, yeah, I think isn't able to play. I, I think it's a misnomer to say that the offense, is you blow it up and it's a completely different offense with Lamar versus Joe. It is different. It is different, yeah. but it's not a completely different right. system. You do tailor, I think, certain play calls if it's going to be Lamar oh, so, a certain sure. direction uh, versus Joe. So you, you tailor it in that way. But I think that my point is you get a head start on the game planning for that in the but, instant. But the question is, did they get a, game, a head start on the game planning? Because if, if the game planning is different right. for Lamar, like you said, than it is for Joe, and they're not sure whether Joe's going to play yet, can you get a head start? Well, I think I think you can. What I, here's well, what you I have think. to build a game plan that that works for either one of them. I think you have to build a game plan that works for either one of them. You can start working with Lamar really even like before the buy even happens to say, hey, there's a chance that you could be the guy. Here's sort of some things that we're thinking, and this is what we're looking at. Um, you can obviously start that early this week once everybody gets back, um, and depending on you know what Joe's practice status is. But I think if you're gonna if it's gonna be Joe. You have a bit of a more traditional game plan because he's uh, you know what you're you're getting with him and the Ravens right. know the Bengals and it's not like it's so different. So I think that you kind of that's almost an easier quote unquote game plan to develop because mm -hmm. it's your standard yeah. game plan. So I, I don't think it would be it, what would be more challenging is if you're planning for Joe all all week and then on Saturday you decide he can't play. Now you got to turn it to Lamar. If it's if you're preparing with Lamar all week and then all of a sudden you find out on Saturday, okay, Joe's going to be ready to go. I think that's an easier transition oh, to make sure. it go in the other direction. Oh, obviously, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and, and here's the benefit of this whole situation: is the Bengals have no idea. Right. They really probably they can guess who's going to play, but you have no idea because on one hand, you, you know. I'll play the role of Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Hi, Garrett. I'm Marvin Lewis. Is that your best Marvin Lewis impression? It's terrible. Uh, yeah, I've been here for a really long time. You know, <laughs> we got to get over that hope in the playoffs. Um, you know, but I just hired Hugh Jackson. You know, right? <laughs> um, it's terrible, Marvin. It's, ter it's terrible. Yeah. I have fond memories of Baltimore winning the Super Bowl. That defense. Oh, Ray Lewis, man. I'll tell you, he was one of the best. <laughs> anyway, if, if I'm Marvin Lewis, I'm looking at the situation. I say. Joe finished the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay? He got hurt on like the third or fourth play of the game. 
mm-hmm. and he finished it. Okay, so Joe also is a guy who does not miss a game unless he yeah. is on one leg. And even then, he finishes the game. Right. Even, even when he tore his ACL, he exactly. still finished the game. I mean, this is a guy who, if he's able to play, he will play. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, if I'm Marvin Lewis, I say, hip injury doesn't sound good. No. And I need to get ready for Lamar because he's a very different quarterback who brings different challenges. So I need to get my team ready for Lamar. And the Ravens were already talking about using more Lamar anyway. Yeah. So now I have to really spend a lot of time on that kind of stuff. I wonder if they get ready for Lamar and then they say, well, if it's Joe, we know Joe. We know how to play Joe. That could be the case. The other thing, too, that is a huge piece of this is that the Bengals are dealing with a defensive coordinator change this week. They just fired Terrell yeah, Austin. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. I'm now the defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Marvin Lewis is assuming the D.C. duties. So as they're trying to sort all this out and figure out who's going to be the quarterback and what the game plan is for whoever the quarterback is, there's a new defensive coordinator. And it's yeah. now Marvin has assumed that role. So... Um, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know who it's going to be, but I, I think that the timing of it happening during a bye, at least there's a there's the silver lining if you would have to go to Lamar. Also, can I just say this? Because I've seen this on Twitter. I think it's ridiculous for people to think that this is like all a cover-up for the Ravens to try to pass the keys to Lamar. That like they're trying to that, yeah. that, that the Ravens are like have manufactured this injury and that Joe's going along with it because this is their timing to give Lamar the shot. No, no that's ridiculous. I, I tweeted yesterday. Somebody was like, because John said that Joe fell on his knee and that's what injured his hip. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, sure, that's what happened. Like, why? What? Why would you doubt? Why would they make that up? Like, why are you even doubting that? I don't even understand. So Joe is gonna say, "All right, guys. All right, you guys want to give Lamar my job? Sure. I'm gonna fake an injury, and yeah, this right. will open the door for Lamar to start." It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thought. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, this has long-term implications potentially. You know, I mean, because now we're getting into the ifs. If Lamar starts for Joe, mm-hmm. and Lamar goes out there and does really well and lights it up. Okay, now when Joe is healthy, let's say if it's in two weeks or a week or three weeks, yeah, does you he go back? reassume the starting job? Yeah, do you stick with Lamar? Is this is this basically the point? If the Ravens lose this game, which really puts them behind the eight ball in terms of making the playoffs, do you say, well, now it's time to go to Lamar full time anyway because mm-hmm. we're going to start the transition process here and we want to see what we have in our rookie quarterback and get him experience? Right. There's a lot of questions in this. Yeah. The, I mean, the, this this potentially for Joe Flacco has the, the Drew Bledsoe written all over it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you're kind, you have this young guy behind you. You get injured. They get their shot. And if they do well with their opportunity, that could be all she wrote. It could be. And now we're going to – there's a lot of the ifs. You know, like yes, there's a lot of that, hypotheticals that, oh, that we're playing that out. But that is being discussed, I am sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you obviously – but, but – I honestly, like, I honestly don't think that the coaching staff is going into this game and saying, well, it, we're going to decide who starts based no. on the long-term implications no, here. No, this, this game, I don't think the long-term implications really come into effect until after this game. I think the Bengals game— it, Because is, it's contingent on what happens in this game. Yes, because the Bengals game, A, if you win this game, you're tied with the Bengals at 5-5 five and five in the wild yeah. card picture. You could be potentially tied for that sixth spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, because right now the Titans, I think, are 5-4. and four. Let's right. say they right. lose that. If they lose next week and the Ravens win, now the Ravens are tied for the sixth wild card spot. It's anybody's 
Yeah, yeah. and, and the Bengals are also would be also be five and five in this scenario too. Exactly. So then you're right. You're right in the thick of it. Yeah. Perhaps in the lead yeah. for a while, for a playoff spot. So all the long term talk is pushed down the road. Right now, a loss changes the equation, obviously. Right. It, it's, it's, well, as we're like playing out this hypothetical, we're almost doing it with the assumption that that it would be Lamar out there. I think there's also a lot of things that could happen if it's Joe out there, depending on the win or the loss, too, equally. Like, if Joe goes out there and plays poorly and the team loses, do you then say, okay, now it's time to give Lamar the shot there? You know, even for both this season and beyond. Right, like, potentially. Like, I think that that's a, that's could be an option, too. If he goes out there and plays great, you say obviously you say... You okay. stick with Joe, right? You stick with Joe. Right. And he's, right. he's been our starting quarterback all year long. Nothing's changed, and we're going to keep rolling with him. So I, I do think that they, there's, there's a, this is a turning point game in a lot of ways, yes. both for this season and beyond. I um, agree. Because of where the Ravens are and because of the position that we're talking about. And let me just say this. The Ravens should win this game. They should win this game. They need to win this game. They obviously need to. Yeah. I think they should as well. You have a Bengals team who just fired their defensive coordinator. They have a historically bad defense that's on pace to set the record, the NFL record for most points allowed in a single season. Most points, no, yards. Mm-hmm. Most yards allowed in a single season. They are without A.J. Green, their yep. best offensive player, and they're at your place. And you're coming off a bye. And you're coming off a bye. This is, if, if you if you <laughs> Now the Ravens be- have their starting quarterback manager. Yeah, but still. I still think this is a game that the Ravens should win. Yeah, if, if you, you don't win this game, you don't you're, deserve you're, to be a playoff. You're team. You're not a playoff team. You, right. you, you you lose both games to the Bengals. You've lost one to the Browns already, and you split with the Steelers. You probably don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Right. I I agree with you. I mean, at some point, the Ravens are going to be in the playoffs. You've got to win. Gotta win, you win games. You've Gotta win games. <laughs> well, that's like, how it works. Like you can sit here and talk about you look good and and. That, that Tennessee win looks all exactly, much better. Exactly. You held the Saints and the, and the Steelers in, in relatively in check, right. and they just went out and smoked teams. All that stuff, all those qualifiers, you know, you, the Ravens have one of the league's better plus minus or uh, net points. Right. Defense is great, you know, in all a lot of categories. Stuff. But you yeah. got to win games. So uh, I, I completely agree. Now, here, here's the, like, I, I came back from the bye feeling refreshed, you know, both because you, you, you do truly – it was and all those tacos. It was all those fish tacos all those that taco- you had. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. Uh, but so you, you get a chance to – I watched football on Sunday, and John Harbaugh talked about this on, in his press conference Monday. You watch the league, and you re- realize there's a whole bunch of teams that are right in the middle. There's just a, a bunch of crappy teams out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a bunch of bad teams, but there's also just a bunch of teams that are right in that 4-5, and 5-5, and five, yeah. six and 6-4 mix, like yeah. right there. And the Ravens are one of those teams. And so there's no reason they couldn't be right there. Um, Completely. I mean, you look at who they're competing against for a wild card spot, okay? The Bengals, mm-hmm. worst defense in the league, mm-hmm. statistically yeah. speaking, okay? Titans, so they beat 21 nothing. They smoked them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else is it? The Colts. Yeah. Okay, the Colts are playing good ball right now, but they are one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Okay, early on the season. The Jags are fading fast. Yeah, and that's basically it. They've lost three or four games in a row. Yeah. The Dolphins. Yeah, but Dolphins. The Dolphins yeah. really aren't doing anything well. I, I just wrote up a look at the Ravens playoff contenders, yeah. and it was like, I listed greatest strength and greatest weakness, biggest weakness. I literally had trouble finding a greatest strength. Yeah. I, I mean, they're also they're playing with a backup. They're also playing with a backup quarterback, too. I, yeah. I, I don't think that they're... I don't think that they're going to be long for the wild card race. No. But, but, so here's like the, the positive look, and people think that we're just trying to be shills, but I truly think this is true. When you look at 
what the Ravens, the three-game stretch the Ravens had going into the bye, it was against three of the probably top seven, seven teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Like Saints, Saints might be the best team in the NFL. Okay, yeah, they might be. They Steelers might be the best. They're second or third best team in the AFC. Yeah, and then and then the Panthers are one of the best teams in the NFC. Yep. So you you had kind of the gauntlet there. Going into that, Joe, your quarterback, played against the Steelers after getting hurt on the opening series and played the entire game. So, you know, the, the Saints game, your kicker who's never missed an extra point, missed one at the end of the game for a chance to send it to overtime. There's, there are positives. And, and you had a, what, 10-point lead in the fourth yeah, quarter? Yeah, you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Now, look, those are you can't give up 10-point leads in the fourth quarter, certainly. Like we said, these are the qualifiers that yeah. we said we wouldn't give. We just gave them all. Um, <laughs> you got to win games, and the Ravens' schedule, when you look ahead, is daunting. It I mean, is, but but you kind of got to cut. You, you have an opportunity here to rattle some off. You, Bengals, we already talked about. Then it's it's the Raiders at home, who might is might be the worst team in the NFL. Probably are, and there's no excuse to lose that game. You also have the Bucks coming up, who are also Struggling. one of the, one of the worst teams on the on the NFC side yeah. right now. So that's three wins. Should, Should be. be. Should be. Should be three wins. Mm-hmm. Atlanta just lost to the Browns. Atlanta has a bad defense, good offense. Now it's at their place. That's going to be a tough game, but that's a winnable game. For sure. It's absolutely a winnable the, the, game. The two on the schedule that makes you that make you go, Ooh, are the Chiefs at Chiefs and at Chargers. Right. Uh, those are going to be tough games. And the Ravens, the Ravens technically, I think they have to win, what do we have, seven games left? You have to win five of them. To be in the picture. That yeah. gets you to nine. Okay. Right. The three home games that we talked about, Bengals, Raiders, Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, and then the Browns. One, and one other. Browns at home. You gotta, you gotta win out at home. You gotta win out at home. That's four wins. Okay. Yep. That gets you to eight. So you gotta win one of the three road games. That's at Atlanta, at KC, and at at LA. Atlanta's the most winnable. I still think the LA is a winnable game. I don't mm-hmm. think like the Chargers are just total, you know. I think that's going to be more winnable than the Chiefs game. Yeah, the Chiefs won. You're going to be heavy underdogs for that game. It looks really tough to win that. West Wing LA is going to show up at that LA game. Yeah, the Chargers don't have a home field advantage. Our our fans are going to show (laughs) up at that game. Yeah. So I I think the Ravens could still get to 10 wins, 9 I think nine wins gives you a decent chance, and I think ten puts you in. Yeah, I think if, if you're nine, I think there's going to be a tiebreaker scenario because I think the Colts are going to be right there in the mix. I think that the, I think that I the, think Titans, the Titans are going to be right there. The Ravens that. have a head-to-head tiebreaker over them, but it, I don't know how it works. I think it's AFC record if there's three teams. Right. The the tight the Bengals could end up being right around nine and seven potentially. You know, they could be right there. So um, a lot of scenarios here. Right. I I do think that there's a clear path though to get to nine wins for sure. Uh, anyway, what do you think that the Ravens, if you're coming out of the bye, what's the most important issue that they need to fix in order to actually get on a run here? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Offensively, when teams have taken away John Brown, the passing game has struggled. So then they haven't been able to push the ball at the field. They need guys on the intermediate routes, they need their, the tight they ends. Need, they need their tight ends to, to show up more. Right. Mark Andrews, shown up. Mark, Mark Andrews has shown up. They need Hayden Hurst to show up more. They need to get Crabtree in that intermediate stuff a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think offensively. They also need to find – I don't think they need to – they don't only need to reach this balance with the run game, but they need the run game to be more effective than it has been. It just For hasn't sure. been that good unless Lamar Jackson's been on the field. So they need to find more holes in the running game. Then defensively, it's almost like the, the opposite. 
they need to cover tight ends. They need to be able to cover the middle of the field. To me, that's been their weakest spot all season long is that stuff over the middle. And then they need to find a ways when teams are doing this quick strike passing game to still either disrupt that or get some sort of a pass rush. So those are sort of like the big issues that I see with this team. Yeah, to me, I think another big one on defense is I think they need to stop the run better than they have been. It's not that they didn't get run all over, but they haven't been up to their, I think, high standard in terms of stuffing the run and then putting it all on their secondary. If they could get if they could get teams into pass, pass, pass mode, right, then I think they have the secondary to, to, to defend that and the pass rushers. Yeah. But they're not making teams one-dimensional right now. Teams are running and passing. They are sh- like the Saints stuck with their run game. They had a lot of balance in that game. Panthers, same way. Steelers, they ran for over 100 yards. You have to make teams one-dimensional in this league, and that will get their pass rush going. They had the, the secondary to cover. Well, in each of those games, those teams were consistently in third and four. Exactly. Third and three. And that's what makes that short pass. Like, I agree with you. If you can defend that short pass, quick pass game better, then that's great. But it's hard to defend in those situations. You're not going to you're gonna give up a lot of first downs in third and three, third and four. That's just the way the league works these days. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. But I, I just think that in general, if, if, if teams are finding, if teams are neutralizing your pass rush by doing this quick strike passing game, then you need to, to yeah. find the counterpunch. Yeah. And I don't you think... You have to be able to jam receivers a little bit more, disrupt the timing of things, get your hands on some balls, get deflections, batted balls, get turn, yeah. batted balls, get turnovers, which has been lacking for the yeah. defense. Those things have to happen. Yeah. Um, you want to give out some midseason awards? Let's do it. All right. Let's go, you know. Let's go positive here. Yeah. All right. What would you say MVP of the team right now? Or, do you want to break it up offense and defense? Yes. Okay. Start offense then. Okay. Thank you. That made things easier. That made it so much easier, right? Um, not a lot easier. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd probably say John Brown. I would too. I mean, it, it's tough because he's been, you know, three out of the last four games held to, I think, 38 or fewer yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been by far their most explosive offensive player. Yeah. Um, so I would have to go with him. I, would, I agree. I think he's brought a new element to the offense, um, something that was desperately needed. Now, as I just said, I basically, I think what happened early in the year sort of Teams didn't really respect him the way that he deserved yeah. to be respected because yeah. he didn't have a, he was coming off a down season and people kind of just overlooked him. Apparently, they weren't listening to all our hype that we were exactly. talking all off season. So early in the year, he wasn't getting the double coverage, and I think that's changed. So yes. now, again, you need to either find ways to beat that double coverage and get find those other guys, guys get those other guys more involved. Those other guys got to step up. Yeah. All right, defensive MVP. I would say Marlon Humphrey. I look at him, and I think he's established himself as the best corner on this team. The defense really took a step back, I think, when he didn't play. Um, He is, you know, I think the question we had coming into the season was, could he take the next step and be the the true, you know, proven starter um, if he moves into a starting role? And I think that he's done that. Now he's got to stay healthy. uh, Missed two games, right, with the injury. And so, thigh injury, yeah, really. thigh injury. So I just look at him. And I think that he's he's proven himself. To, people are throwing in his direction. They're not completing many passes. He did a great job against Antonio Brown the first time around. So I think that he has proven proven himself as the best defense player. I think that's a good pick. I think Michael Pierce would be mm-hmm. in the running. He's done a pretty good job. Um, I would probably put CJ in the running. I think he had a tough game in Carolina, but he had a great game the week before against New Orleans. Yeah. Um, He'll be in the running, but he hasn't made a lot of plays. It's tough for Michael Pierce as a run-stuffing guy primarily. Yeah. You know, I think he's he's played well, but 
What about Zedarius? He's dominating. I think Zedarius would be in the equation as the sacks leader. I think he's still beating Suggs and sacks. Right. Um, but the pass rush has disappeared recently, so yeah. it's tough. You know who uh, who else would be a dark horse? Would be Tony Jefferson, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's played pretty well. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, like, the Ravens just aren't making a lot of plays on defense. They're right just now. consistently pretty good. Like, like, like they're good. And they're much very game, good, but it, they're just not making a lot of splash plays. Yeah. You know, uh, Mosley hasn't made a lot of splash plays. Weddle hasn't made a – your two leaders haven't – Weddle doesn't have a, a pick. Yeah. Mosley doesn't have a pick, and I'm not sure if he has a sack either. Yeah. Um, he might have one. But – it's, it's kind of interesting. So I think Marlon's a good pick. I, I would agree. I think yeah. he's probably been their best player. What about Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the Year is a tough one. I probably lean towards Mark Andrews because of production. He's played every game. He's played every game. He's been productive. He's caught tough passes. He's clearly established himself as a go-to target that can be trusted in key situations. So mm-hmm. if you're going off of production, I think it's got to be Mark Andrews. Yeah, I would probably say so. A lot is going to be determined in this second half. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if Lamar takes over um, or starts a few games or a couple games or whatever it is, you know, he's going to be in the running. Uh, Orlando Brown is yeah. probably going to end up I, – I think he's probably going to remain the starter at right tackle yeah. for the remainder of the season, and he's playing at a very high level, so he will be a contender. And I think that this offense – if it goes to Lamar also will rely will lean more on these tight ends like we talked about they need to get the tight ends going these guys are ready I think Hayden Hurst is showing signs that he's going to break out here at some point uh and and maybe if the Ravens go to Lamar that will be the impetus I do wonder it seemed like in the preseason Hayden and Lamar seem to have a good connection they they in preseason games uh they yeah they had a, a number of connections Obviously, there was a touchdown pass that Hayden Hurst caught. was from Lamar. Perfect strike. Like, I wonder if there's any truth to kind of the feeling that they seem to have a better connection right now as it stands than Joe and Hayden Hurst do. Possibly. And so that would be kind of an interesting one. If, let's just say, Joe can't play this week. If it's Lamar, does that open the opportunity for Hayden Hurst? I'd be curious to see. Yeah. I've thought about this when when debating uh, which tight end I want to pick up in fantasy. Ah, who would you pick up, Hayden or Mark Andrews at this point? It's a I, tough call. I still would say that it's probably Mark Andrews based on production to this point, and I don't. I'm not thinking that the the keys are getting passed over to Lamar. You know, I think that like at this point, you know, yeah. we'll see how the week plays out. If Joe doesn't practice at all this week, then maybe you feel like okay, it's probably going to be Lamar. Yeah. But at this point, it, I don't but think John said Joe doesn't. I I know. Yeah, I know. It, it is tough, but I'm just saying that like. I probably lean towards Mark Andrews based on what he's done already. Anyway, did you find that email? No email. No email. <laughs> no email. <laughs> <laughs> did you even look? I did. There's not a good one. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. No email. Well, thanks for listening this week. <laughs> Make sure you hit us up at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Speaking of Mark Andrews, we're going to try to get him on the pot. Yep. Good dude. Yeah, I really like Mark. I, I like him a lot. So. That's our next target, and uh, you know we'll be back with you next week, hopefully, with Mark. Thanks for listening. After, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And after a big, oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry, after sorry, a big sorry. win, must a uh, needed, much needed. <laughs> <laughs> win. <laughs>